This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. Gosh, it's 2019. Oh, my goodness. It is 2019. Did you have a good New Year's? I did. Do you remember when we used to write checks and you'd have to remember Uh, to change the year? Yeah, you don't do that anymore. There's no more. I haven't written a check since, you know, 2003. What did he write a check for in 2003? I don't know. I made that completely oh. up. I, don't, I <laughs> like, can't remember. I've probably written checks since really then. really important check. Yeah. Well, Happy New Year. Thank you. Happy New Year to you, too. Yeah. Did you yeah. do anything fun? I did a ton of fun things. This is like 2019 is starting off so well. With a bang. It is. Like, That's like great. it's supposed to, right? We're like six days in. <laughs> but so it's far, so so, so far, so good. good. I'm very happy. Had a fantastic New Year's. It's been, The first week was great. Awesome. And uh, and I took, I, I don't know if you saw some of my pictures. Did I, you see anything I posted? I did see some of the things you've been posting, yes. And looking like, I mean, you know, I feel guilty when I post these sunset pictures. I really do. I can't, I don't. It kind of, it's like, you're, you know, you're very boastful. You're showing off. It's I, so beautiful I here. do. I'm like, it's like a peacock. I got to, <laughs> like, I'm just, and it feels, it feels boastful. Like, look at this absolutely beautiful thing. <laughs> and I'm, and I feel like I'm pandering. You know, I feel like I'm posting it because I know people are going to say, oh, wow, that's beautiful. And I honestly, I don't really feel great about myself for doing it. Oh, really? Yeah. It's really pretty. Uh, thank you. I mean, there's something about like it, it is. It's pretty. Mm-hmm. And I like I think I don't aspire to making pretty pictures. Well, I mean, I can what I like about them. Uh, and I'm not saying this to make you feel better. Yeah. So if it does, it's just, you know. Yeah, I don't want to feel better. Just, yeah, exactly. Okay. You can, you can commiserate all you want. This may or may not make you feel better, but that's not my intent. <laughs> what I like about seeing those photos is especially the ones of like the church and you have this reverse almost kind of this unexpected contrast between what I would expect to see mm-hmm. and what you're capturing that it always makes me think about it differently of how much light changes things and how it actually can be so transformative that I get to see I get to see something. And I'm like, wow, what does he look at all day? Like, do, how does it how does it completely morph in front of him? And it actually led me to a question that I wanted to ask you. We'll do it. Um, which, do you have any any tips about photographing light? I, I feel like you you really do a great job at sort of getting these almost unexpected light moments. And so, I think of the light as a like almost a character in the picture, mm, right? I mean, it's one. It's not a picture of the church. It's a picture of the light on the church, right? Um, I think if you're thinking of it as a picture of the church, like a picture of you, mm-hmm. your sense is that sort of um, fully lit kind of h- h- how nicely lit can we make this? Mm-hmm. Let's make it look uh, fully illuminated right. in some way. And the light itself has so many moods, right? Um, so I'm I'm paying more attention usually to the mood that the light is creating. I mean, I think that I would say that about all my stuff, mm-hmm. you know, even the nudes, the churches, mm-hmm. the everything. It's always about, wow, look at the light on this thing. Mm-hmm. It's so, I, I just, I, it makes me want to grab my camera. I don't know. When you see light, does it, when you see things with a cool, I don't know, a shadow, um, mm-hmm. an interesting, harsh, shadowy form I don't know. For me, my reaction is to grab my camera. Like, look at that. That's only going to last. It's fleeting. Right. 
And well, I like yeah, its but... kind of fleeting nature. It, another time of day, another person, they're not going to see that. They'll see the church. Mm-hmm. But there's a picture I posted. It was about a couple of days. Oh, it's like Christmas Day or uh-huh. something. And it was dark sky. Is, the, is that the picture you're talking about? And the crosses on the church were Yes. Lit? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. It was so moody. It didn't look like any of the pictures I'd taken right. of that church in a long time. Yeah. And... Like that, that is what I kind of go for. Like, I love that moment that is like, it really did feel like you'll ne- not just get this picture anytime. Right. Well, and, then, and that's really yeah. how it looks. I, my mother is a painter. And so I think when I was younger, she was trying to teach us to draw. And <laughs> that the way out. she, uh, I mean, I would say, okay, uh, probably not as well as it could. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not a great artist by any means. So um, not, not excellent. But mm-hmm. um what was interesting is when she was trying to teach my sister and I how to draw was she would say, look at the light, look at the shape of the light hitting something and draw that. Don't draw the shape of something, but draw the shape she, of the light. She was right. <laughs> I mean, that that is kind of what it is. Yeah. I, I like the shape of the light. Um, and it's also why, you know, I shoot in at sunrise and sunset. It's just a dramatic lighting kind of day. Mm-hmm. The, the sun is low in the sky, so there's long shadows and the, golden the colors hours. are great. Sorry? The golden hours. Oh, yeah, the golden hours. There's a reason people fawn over that stuff, mm-hmm. right? You know, I can't remember if we talked about it before, but there's such a tendency when the sky, when it's sunrise or sunset, to take a picture of the sunrise or sunset. Like yeah. you point your camera towards the sun, it's golden, the sky is whatever. It never looks as good. <laughs> well, I, I always try to remember that like, I don't want to take a picture of the light, right. the the object creating the light, the sun. I I think it's a really great tip for people to, when it's golden hour somewhere, is to turn around. Don't take a picture of the sun. Take a picture of what's being illuminated by yeah. the sun. Everything looks great. Yeah, no, you that's know? true. So that's, that, that's a good tip, you know, for, for and no matter what kind of camera you use. Like, yeah. I wonder if it brings up, we talked a little bit, do you want to talk about, like, taking... More more light stuff or I mean, I don't yeah. know if I answered your question exactly. Well, I mean, if you have more, you've answered with one tip um, to like turn around. You have <laughs> turn more around. tips. That's a great. That's... <laughs> more tips about photographing light. And maybe it's we even start with, OK, if I'm trying to take a picture in really dim light or in indoors in the evening, do you have any things, any like tips or tricks that you like to do as you are even sort of searching for the right framing? Mm hmm. I think not to be afraid of low light mm. because there's, I think there's, you have a natural weeding of saying it's too dark to take a picture or mm-hmm. you're not fully illuminated. And to maybe let go of that self-edit that says it's not good here. Yeah. I mean, it, it might in fact be not good. But try it. But it, it might be. I mean, that's the great thing about these cameras. Right. The pictures are free. Try Like, try it. <laughs> and if you're, you know, if we're sitting around uh, dinner and it's only got one candle and it's dark, but mm-hmm. like there's... So the picture isn't going to be the one that has a lot of detail in what the your your husband is doing mm-hmm. sitting there, right? You just can't see that. Right. But when the light hits his fork... Mm-hmm. Like there's kind of a moment, and so that ends up being kind of what you. I completely. I like made in your vision that we are having a candle at dinner. I'm like, I'm lucky if we can get us to the dinner table <laughs> instead of eating in front of the TV. <laughs> but okay, like you're your being illuminated better. by the television. <laughs> it's very romantic, and the light hitting his fork. <laughs> that bluish cast is so flattering. <laughs> it is well, color correction is one does wonders, right? No, I I think not being afraid of of those crappy what feels like crappy lighting conditions because mm-hmm. you know you can be surprised the camera will slow down its shutter speed to try to let in more light and so there'll be kind of a blur and maybe that's kind of the cool the cool feeling i think also not 
when you're really focused on like I need a picture of Dave, you know, mm-hmm. or, and I'm trying to get it, then you're then you're approaching it feeling like there's not enough light there. Yeah. But if you're more casual, like I don't care if I get this picture. Right. Like let's see if there's something there. Yeah. I don't need a picture of Dave. I need. I'm I'm interested in the way the light's hitting his fork. Right. And let's see if I can get that for yeah. a second. Um, that I think you'll, people will enjoy their pictures more if they're. It, it feels less goal oriented. Yeah. It feels much more open to whatever the real experience is there, and can you capture it? Well, and I think as you get, I mean, just the things that I've been learning is just doing it and trying it and sort of seeing what you have. And then you at least have the reference point of, oh, I kind of, that one time I was messing around and the, the blue light on the fork really looked amazing. So what if I try this now? And it, it ends up being kind of interesting. I mean, again, reminding ourselves that it's like for the love of it. This right. is, you know, not having to be professional. It's not trying to recreate something. It's just... What can you capture? What can you see? You know, that almost brings up... I, I was thinking a lot about Neo Modern this week because, mm-hmm. you know, it's vacation. It's my, my company. And I, I wonder if the thing that we are, that we really embrace, is this idea of the hobby of photography. Like, it used to be a big deal. The ho- You'd be a hobbyist. You'd buy the equipment and yeah. you'd study it and go hang out with other hobbyists because, you know, right? And you're into it. Right. And now they've taken this device that used to be like you had to kind of you joined the club by buying the nice camera and having the film and Mm -hmm. knowing how to develop it. And like Mm -hmm. that's the entry level into the the hobby of photography. But now that it's been completely eroded. There's there's a different threshold. Yeah. Now everyone's got a great camera. You don't need to study anything. It's a very low commitment to be in it. And I think the hobby is kind of going away. The magazines that the hobbyists looked at, and yeah. um, the groups. And I don't want, I, I don't want to just elevate the people who have DSLRs and buy equipment mm-hmm. and are sort of the evolution of the old hobbyists. Right. I really am interested in the new world that's possible of enjoying the hobby of photography. And the hobby of photography is going to say. I wonder if I can get something interesting here. I wonder if I can say something with my camera. And it's not about the document of taking a picture of that thing. Yeah. It's a different it's a different approach. It's it's obviously more poetic at some level, it's less goal oriented, maybe. And I really want to bring back the hobby of photography. I think that it's kind of been going away and I think it should be a renaissance. Yeah. So I, that's, love, I feel like you've just said a new, our new manifesto. Oh, I mean, this yeah. is 2019 is a great year. It is. I, <laughs> we're only on day you six, right? <laughs> day Come six. on, we're crushing it. I mean, and your book is coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Any day now. It's almost done. Exactly. I, no, I spent the last six done. days finishing it up. So if you're working on your own book on photography, don't bother because mine is exactly. ready, ready to come out. almost done. Yeah. Um, well, conversely, um, as far as tips and tricks about light, just to, to loop us back around to the other side. So if it's not dim light, do you have any, any things to try or experiment with? if you're shooting in very bright light, like middle of the day? It's hard. Well, again, as a hobbyist, I would say, Mm -hmm. I mean, as a professional, you're going to have to try to wrangle that light into something. People use reflectors and filters and things, you know, and Mm -hmm. you've got probably a DSLR, so you're stopping Mm -hmm. it down. You're trying to get the exposure right. But for amateurs, bright light is, is tough. And I would sort of embrace it and say, okay, the high, the bright areas are going to be very bright and dark areas are going to be 
by contrast, too dark to see anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to shift my thinking to be very much about the shape of the light that's being formed by this bright. If it's fully illuminated, I don't know. I mean, I, I kind of find that the most boring lighting situation. Because it's just super flat. It almost yeah, like washes uh, everything out. Yeah, and everything in the image has sort of equal weight. It's like a layout. If you're thinking of photo... Um, uh, page composition if you're mm -hmm. doing layouts and mm -hmm. design that kind of stuff and you're putting pictures on the page um uh, even lighting is like all the pictures that you're putting on the page are the same size and it looks like a yearbook mm -hmm. right or all those things that's even lighting <laughs> and uneven lighting is making a decision like that picture is big and th these pictures are small around the mm -hmm. edges and you have a a shape to it based on what yeah. what the pictures are a priority of read right but it's coming, uh, at least in part, from the light that's given to you, right? So I don't like full light I find uninteresting. It, it doesn't inspire me to pull my camera out. Mm -hmm. e even if it's something really cool looking, a person or a church or whatever is going on there, when it's just brightly lit, you're going to have details that are illuminated that are unimportant to what I'm taking a picture of. And they are complicating the, the scene that you're looking at. You can fix it in post-production. Mm -hmm. I can go and burn in, you know, kind of darken areas that are too bright so your eye doesn't go to those. Mm -hmm. Black and white can sometimes help because sometimes it's lots of little color things that are distracting you in the photo from the subject that you wanted to, to have. It's almost like too much. You just don't know what to focus on when it's when it's all just open and flat. It, uh, you've given an example uh, of the portrait of the photographer's hands, mm -hmm. the um, kind of like the, the self-portrait, I believe. Of oh, the Alma Lavinson's hands. From, yes. Yeah. And it's almost like when you, that picture would have been lost if it was her face and shoulders and body and her hands holding right. the camera because you wouldn't really know what to focus on. So it's being able to. Right. And the photographer, as the photographer, you are making a decision that I'm I can't be all things to all people. If I put her face in that picture, it's not a picture of her hands. It's a. It, mm -hmm. There's too much going on. Your eyes yeah. all over the place. I want to. I want you to get all of your. I want you to extract all of your feelings about this just from her hands right. and the way her hands are doing something. So her face would be a distraction. So if you're shooting in full light, just being very mindful of how illuminated everything is, and it so, may be too much. It just yeah. like. Be okay in the idea that it's too much. Sorry? It's in like find a focus or something. If like if you really wanted to try to shoot during the day, it's whatever the thing is that is so compelling for you to shoot, would you say how can you um, how can you really focus in on that so that it doesn't feel just Mass like over, over, overdosed. Overdosed, yeah. And you can play, get closer and like find a part of it. It, it, com it plays into our conversation about synecdoche. Yeah. Your favorite word. <laughs> Joyly. You know, find a part of this thing where the light is doing what you want right. that it's it, and and let that represent whatever else is going on in the picture. You're looking at a, a sunset, but maybe I don't need to see the sun setting on the horizon. Yeah. Maybe I can look at a flower down here that just has that golden light on it in and a shadow. shadow. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Right. Or like some other part. I mean, I, this also plays into a question we had talked about and probably is apt, which is like, well, how many pictures do you take of things? Yeah. Because... How many pictures do you take of things? Well, you know, <laughs> it's easy to take too many pictures of things. It seems like there wouldn't that wouldn't even be an issue because the pictures are free mm -hmm. and there's no cost to it and I can store a bajillion on my phone. So why wouldn't I just keep taking pictures of something till I, either till I get it right or till I 
accidentally capture that moment that I was going for or whatever. So uh, on one side of your brain, it's like, just keep shooting it. There's mm -hmm. no cost. But I think that that belies what is a very real cost of having too many pictures of something, which is you got too many pictures of something. It's, it is a, every photo you take is now work on the other end of looking at it, making a decision. How is this photo different from this one that I took a fraction of a second later? And if I had my camera on automatic or shoot a bunch of stuff, yes, I could go through those and find the great picture. And, and mm -hmm. that's totally a great option. But you can easily walk away from something you're taking a picture of, like uh, the sunset or, or you. And I've got a hundred very subtly different images and going so through. Do you delete it right away? Do I you... delete ones that are, I delete ones right away that are just completely n no good. Yeah. They're out of focus and I don't like them mm -hmm. and it's, or they're just embarrassing either for me or the subject in some yeah. way. And I get rid of that. But I keep things around that might, that my mood might change as far as what I, I chose. Do you for... favorite them or how do you, I do. you mark them? Um, I, you know, it seems old school, but I use the stars that you mm -hmm. get in almost every app to yeah. rate your photos. I go through a first pass, you know, there might be the the bunch of pictures I took, and then um, I start with one star, right? Mm -hmm. I just give it a star, and that says to me, that's a select. Mm -hmm. That's better than the rest. I, I took 10 pictures of this person, but that's pretty good, and this one's pretty good, and those are the, my selects. Mm -hmm. And... Usually that first pass, I mentioned this before, is maybe 10% or something like that of everything taken. One in 10 um, might be like that. Right. Now I go, then then once I've, I can see all the kind of selects of the shoot, like, okay, now here are the four that were pretty good from where Suzanne was sitting there mm -hmm. um, with the microphone. Mm -hmm. And now I, I, I put on a different hat, which is I only get one. I'm not going to post three. I'm not going to share three or five. Right. Or, it doesn't matter that they're all pretty good. That is not what I'm doing here. That That is is abdicating my role as a photographer. It's like you're the magazine editor. You are picking one shot. I need to pick one. And it doesn't mean that the others suck. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that this is absolutely definitively the best or that I won't change my mind later. But you got to make a decision. Mm -hmm. you got to pick one. So of the shot that I was trying to get, I'm going to end up with hopefully one picture that I did get. Now, that doesn't mean that's my favorite picture of the entire day, right. but it might be the favorite picture of that little segment that we were, they were all similar and I was going for something. And that gets two stars? That would get two stars. And and the two stars gets me to a, a, a subset, which is closer to a few percent. You know, uh, you know we had 10% the first pass and now I'm at like two or 3%. Mm -hmm. And now I look through those two star ones. And you change this, not, not to interrupt, but you, you change looking at your selections by view. So then you sort by rating. So you're able to see. They kind yes, of the I'm top. sorting by rating. Okay. They, so now I'm looking at smaller and smaller subsets of everything I mm -hmm. shot. And then the third, and sometimes I'll, I'll make a group of those and I'll send them to you, mm -hmm. all the two star ones and say, do you like any of these? Like, mm -hmm. this is the best one from when you were sitting. Here's mm -hmm. the best one when you were standing. Here's mm -hmm. the best one of the egg, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then, then I'll do one more pass, which is like, okay, I only get to show people one picture from this or three pictures to, of, the, of everything. Right. Which is it the one where she's standing that's good or the one that's sitting? And that's kind of the third pass. Yep. And that's three stars. And usually at that point, I'm down to like a couple pictures. Mm -hmm. That's really at the 1% level. But that work took it took a lot of time. Oh, of course, yeah. I was, I was talking to um, 
Shiva, a, a professional photographer, mm -hmm. um, the other day, and she was looking at my pictures, and she said, I had done a photo shoot, a, a bunch of photo shoots, and I haven't even had time to go through the pictures. Mm -hmm. She had three photo shoots she was describing, and she hadn't had time. And that's what I want to avoid for me. I can't handle... <laughs> This unfinished project where right. I've got a thousand photos, I haven't gone through them to pick, and now you start to become aware, like, I wish I hadn't taken a thousand pictures. You know, there's really only a few good ones here, and now i got to go through a thousand, and I don't have time. Mm -hmm. And then they, the project starts stacking up, mm -hmm. and you never get back to them. And if you don't get back, you're missing the whole... You miss it all. You're missing the fun. Of, I do have a question, but I think maybe we can talk about this in our next episode, is... Um, it has to do with the sort and the importance of the sort, but also how you organize your photos. Because when you do take a lot of photos, whether, you know, as, as an amateur or you're doing shoots of different things, mm -hmm. how do you go back and, and organize them? And maybe we can, to be continued this until next time, because I actually feel like this is really helpful to be able to look at photos and understand, find the ones you're looking for mm -hmm. when you want to, when you want to reference them or share them. It's a tough one. I mean, I think everybody <laughs> who deals with media today has to deal yeah. with like the organization of digital media. Right. It's not a simple thing. Um, the tools you use, whether it's <clears throat> the photo app that comes with the program, mm -hmm. you know, with your phone or um, Lightroom, which is what I'm using a lot of the time. It doesn't, yeah, they have different kinds of tools you can use for sorting, for searching, right. for things like that. I personally, in Lightroom, make lots of albums, mm -hmm. which is kind of what you can do in any photo thing. So I, I you know, I group the stuff that was sort of shot together, and I don't, I don't make an album of just like my best stuff from that shoot. I put everything from a moment, from an event together. So, so there's a flat organization, and then you use the ratings within that. And then the ratings within that group mm -hmm. to say, show me the three star things from that trip. Because my feeling about the pictures changes over time. Yeah. I don't want to exclude I, I want to be able to go back and look through this stuff <clears throat> and frequently I'm looking for a picture like mm -hmm. where's the picture of Dave right, right? right right and if I'm perfectly organized I might be able to pop right to the session and go to the star thing yeah but because there's an imperfection to the organization yeah. we can talk about imperfection of it um, yeah. because there's an imperfection there it forces me sometimes to sort of scroll through lots of pictures, right. which is irritating at one level because it's very inefficient. I mean, it's it's really inefficient. It's terrible. But the, the, the silver lining of that inefficiency is it forces me to go back through my pictures over and over again. Mm -hmm. It's a month later, and now I'm looking for something else, and I stumble across the pictures that I took of Dave at yeah. Slack, yeah. And, and I'm scrolling through it, and I'm like, oh... I didn't even star that one. Look, why? I wonder why I didn't love that. That's an amazing picture. Right. Maybe I've been looking at these now for so long, and now it's in hindsight. I've forgotten that I took that one, and mm -hmm. I ruled it out. And that's feeling like the most interesting picture. Hmm. So I enjoy being kind of, I mean, I, I grumble about it because I'm a grumpy old man, right? <laughs> but I enjoy the process of going back through and pouring through the old stuff, looking for something because of the serendipity of finding other things. And then remembering to star those other things yeah. so I can get back to them. I can go into my – I have about 180,000 pictures in Lightroom. And it's great. Like sometimes I'll just say, show me all the four-star pictures. Mm -hmm. Like ran, it's just, whoa, I've forgotten about some of those. Yeah. And I pour through that just to familiarize myself with what I've got in there. Right, exactly. So I don't know. It's pretty fun. It's like a highlight reel. It is like a <laughs> – <laughs> um, 
Yes. Yeah, oh. so did that answer your light questions? I or? did. Yeah, absolutely. I think it um, it, it did. We've got some tips and tricks for shooting light, and we and were also able to talk sh- about shooting too much. Yeah, the organization uh, is definitely part of it, and and I guess you you solve another chunk of that by printing a few things out. Mm-hmm. Like it's like another kind of star, <clears throat> so I can I can sit down and actually look at a stack of prints mm-hmm. that I've made. Those are the super selects. Those are my best ones. Sometimes I'm surprised. God, I, I can't believe I printed this one. It yeah. seems so marginal. But that's the part of the process. Right. Like, I love that process of going through them and looking at the prints and yeah. then going back to the files and the digital files and saying, oh, there's still my mist. And right. Anyway, uh, well, hopefully, <laughs> let's look at your lighting. So, I mean, yeah. I'll post some of the the sunset stuff from my week and, mm-hmm. and things like that. Well, thank you. Everyone, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Please leave reviews and ratings on iTunes or whatever you listen on. And don't forget to subscribe. Yeah, I'd like to see some more reviews, guys. Yeah. You know, we have a lot of ratings now, but uh, <laughs> let's uh, like if you're liking this, let us know. And let us know what's working for you and what's not working. I want to thank Mitchell Foreman for our theme music and all of you for hanging out with us in 2019. We appreciate your attention, and we hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time. <laughs>